Hey, I'm Maggie. And I'm Laura. And you're listening to the Planetarian Life Podcast. Each week, we meet here to share our passion for plant-forward cooking, our concerns about climate change in the earth, and discuss how together we can align our daily actions with our hopes for the future. Being a planetarian is fun, delicious, and soul-satisfying, and we're here to keep you inspired. And today, we are talking about what I think is probably one of my favorite subjects and favorite things to evangelize, which is the new, relatively new tradition of giftless Christmas for our family, adults, adult family members, and it extends to friends um, that we started, I guess it's not that recent. It's like 10, it's been about 10 years. Um, we just got tired. We got tired. It, it really started as just like, we're just spending the entirety of November and December thinking about lists, then making the lists, then checking things off the list. Then my mom was doing this thing where she was trying to make it equal between me and my sister. And I was like, I'm 28 years old, mom. Like, you don't need to make it equal with my sister. Like, it was just, it was just out of hand and stressful, a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of energy. And I think we just realized we weren't spending the season how we wanted to be spending the season. And one year we were just like, what if we didn't do gifts this year? I think initially there was a little bit of, wouldn't say pushback, but like pearl clutching, like, what? Like, oh, you know, just sort of a shocking idea or assertion that like we could not just simply, that one could simply just decide to not do gifts. And I remember that first year, just how giddy everyone was about how chilled the whole holiday season was. And, and I think surprised, I think surprised at how much we enjoyed not shopping. Um, because I mean, Laura, you've talked about your, you know, we did the same thing, but you talk about your dad going out on Christmas Eve to like, go get the rest of the presents, you know, and we were doing the same thing, you know, last minute, this is back, you know, 10, 15 years ago when the mall was still a thing, but being at the mall on Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, my dad always did the the Christmas Eve shop and then the Christmas morning wrap. So like <laughs> it, every, every, it's like a tradition in our family, actually. Every Christmas, my dad's like, hang on and like runs down to the basement to wrap presents. We would spend hours on Christmas morning. I mean, that was Christmas morning. We would spend like two hours opening presents. I actually think that's, probably the biggest pushback that people have is like, and I could be wrong, but that yeah. would be my sense is like, well, what are we going to do on Christmas morning if we're not opening presents? Like, what's the thing? I, I definitely, definitely get that. Especially because I think my family doesn't have this tradition, but most families, I think the tradition is like the kids wake up early and the first thing you do is go downstairs and like bleary eyed parents make coffee while the kids start tearing into presents. Yes. 
to be clear, you know, we started Giftless Christmas about 10, maybe 12 years ago. And Andy and I had kids starting seven, eight years ago. So we do have, we do have uh, presents on Christmas morning from Santa for our two kids. Um, so we, we do actually have the, you know, presents under the tree. It's just that we did away with it for adults um, mm. and, and family, extended family and friends, which is really what makes it cumbersome. There's a lot of joy for me in finding gifts for my children, which I know that they'll love and that making Christmas lists and all that. I wouldn't do away with that for anything. But the other thing that we did is that people, my parents, uh, my in-laws, my sister, you know, people still wanted to give things to our kids at Christmas. It felt strange to them to not do something. And so we said, okay, we don't want you to give them gifts, but you can give them the gift of an experience. And we started that last year. And I, I really thought that there would be some pushback from... Nova was only two at the time, so she didn't really know any different. But I thought Dash, who was six at the time, would say, heck no, I want gifts. But he was like, we explained to him the concept. And he was like, yeah, I love that idea. So after the presents were opened on Christmas morning, I believe that afternoon, we all sat down and explained to the kids the things that we were going to do with them in the coming year. And it was just, the nice thing about it was that there was some, there was enthusiasm in the moment, but of course it's hard for kids to get excited about things which they cannot hold, which are in the future. But we sat down and then we, we put on the calendar. So it wasn't like, oh, we're going to do this at some point. We actually mapped it out on the calendar when we were going to do these things and buy tickets for these things. Um, and man, it was so fun to, to really spread the joy of the holidays out over the course of the year. Um, you know, Andy took Dash indoor skydiving. Um, my parents took the kids to a theme park. My sister took Dash to watch planes take off and land at LaGuardia Airport since he loves airplanes. Like some things cost money, some things didn't, but it was just, that's just an example of like a few of the um, experiences, but it was just, um, it was just really fun. Cause that's the thing about opening presents, the actual present opening time maybe takes in our family 45 minutes or something like that. But mm -hmm. this, and then they play with the toys and then they get bored and then it's like what to do with the rest of the day. But this really extended that holiday feeling throughout the year in a way, mm -hmm. which is why I, I love it so much. Yeah. So you, Maggie, my kids both have birthdays in November and Maggie every year gets them for their birthday and experience. And because they're November birthdays, it's often a Christmas time experience. And it's something that we all go do together in December. And it is the best. Like they love it. They love it so much. It's such a fun way. I mean, I'm pretty lucky that their birthdays come before Christmas, so their experiences can all be Christmas-related. Like, they're things that happen during the Christmas season. Um, but, like, last year, she brought us to the New York Botanical Gardens for the train show, 
And like, we still watch the videos on my phone. They loved it so much. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you what toys they got for Christmas last year. Some of them are probably still here. Some are probably favorites. Some are no longer here, like a year later. But like, they loved, they loved that memory of going to the train show last year. Yeah. And, and, you know, to be fair, when Malcolm and Audrey opened the card from us, that was like, we're going to the train show. I think I cut out a picture from the brochure just to give a peek, a little interest. Now your kids are great. They were like, Oh, like, thank you. That's so nice. You know, it wasn't like the, Oh my gosh of like the Paw Patrol tower or and and you have to be okay with that. Like you have to be okay with it's not going to be the the shock and awe opening the gift of all gifts. But it's like one is one is a firework and one is a candle, right? Like and like if if your kid like kids beg all year to do things like if the Paw Patrol experience at the mall, like there's a Paw Patrol experience at our mall. If that's something my kid has been asking me to do and I've been saying no because it sounds terrible to me and like my gift to them for Christmas is we're going to go do the Paw Patrol experience, you know, in February, <laughs> like that might be a firework for them. Yeah. You know, if Dash has been dying to ride a roller coaster for two years and he's finally tall enough and you give him, you know, tickets to Six Flags, like that's a firework. It doesn't have yes. to be a toy. But also what I mean, yes. And when I say it's a candle, it's like it, it burns longer. Like the experience, the memory, the moment, the feeling, it lasts longer than the explosion of excitement. And um, like, I'll never forget Dash on opening this Ford F-150 Lego Technic truck thing that he got for Christmas last year. It was like the gift, the one he wanted. And it was from Santa. It was the last gift he opened. And I mean, his face in that moment, I, it, mm-hmm. it's, you know, etched into my memory. I did not have that, you know, that memory of, of, of his face doing anything close to that when we were talking about the experiences that we were giving him. But then seeing the videos from him doing the indoor skydiving with Andy was, you know, that's pretty memorable too. Also though, like kids might, you know, like they might open a Ford F-150 Lego and be just like on the floor, like can't even handle their excitement. When was the last time you gave an adult a gift and they were like, oh my God, like no way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've given sentimental gifts where people are like, oh, like, Laura, thank you. Like, they're very touched. Other than that, like, there's just, that moment doesn't really happen for adults. I just like, I think kind of the gift buying and thinking of other people all Christmas season can be really nice. But there is a lot of pressure. And it's like, oh, well, this person sent me a present. So now I have to go find something that they're going to want and get it to them in a reasonable time. So it doesn't seem like I wasn't planning to get, like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it can, it gets so out of hand and it spirals so, so quickly. I mean, um, and let's, I mean, let's name the thing. I mean, I think we've been, 
I've talked about our family's experience of like doing this giftless Christmas because we were tired of the way that the holidays felt to our family and the credit card bill at the end of it. Mm -hmm. But there's also a very large planetarian aspect to this, which is that very often you're giving people things, especially adults, things that they don't really want or need. Mm-hmm. So it's really just creating to like a waste problem or a, you know, just giving it away, re-gifting it, tossing it after it's sitting for somewhere for six months, don't know what to do with this. Um, so there's, there's that piece of it as well. And with children, I, I feel like... I mean, what percentage of what we're giving kids is, you know, tiny plastic things that ultimately get lost, get broken, and then just get tossed. Uh, When did we decide that Christmas gifts weren't allowed to be practical? Like, I feel like it used to be, not in my lifetime, but like it very much used to be that Christmas was like, it was okay to get socks it was okay to get mixing bowls. Like these are things that you needed. And someone like went out and got you the thing that would really improve your life. Like the thing that you really needed. But now things are so accessible and so inexpensive that it's like, well, if I need something, I already have it. There's nothing that I need for Christmas. So figure out something that I want and guess and hope and it'll be wrong and I'll throw it away. And you said re-gift. I feel like re-gifting is not allowed. I do it, but I feel like people look down on regifting. Like you are not supposed oh, of to. Of course they do. And and it's awkward and I have regifted a few things in my lifetime and I feel awkward about doing it. I don't feel good about it, but I'm like, you know, it's better what than am I just to do with the thing. Yeah. I have to donate yeah. this thing and go buy a new one instead of just passing this on to someone. Like, oh, you gave me this item and it immediately made me think of this friend. I would love to give it to them, but I'm not allowed to. Why? Yeah. Oh no, I mean I I'm all I'm all for it. Let let the thing, let the object find its right home if it's not yours. But actually, last year on Christmas, I got COVID and I was super super sick. And Maggie put together a care package of all things re-gifts, things from around the house, nothing new. And it was the great First of all, it was so fun to get a care package because I'm an adult and who gets like a care package anymore. But it was like a book that Maggie really liked, a book that Pam really liked, bath salts that someone had given them for Christmas that they didn't want, um, some tea bags, like not a whole box of tea, just like an assortment of tea bags, like just things from around the house. And it was great. It was great. And it was way more thoughtful. Like I just had this vision of them all going around the house and being like, let's all find one thing that Laura would like. Even the kids found something. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what we did. That is so much more fun to me than you being like, crap, Laura has COVID, like, all right, let me Amazon, you know, specialty tissues and a, a monogrammed wastebasket for them to go in or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do people buy? But just like, it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we had originally thought, oh, well, let, let's go to CVS and we're going to get her a stack of magazines and some throat lozenges and some, you know, but we were like, we don't have time to do that. So let's just see what we have. And, and I think, you know, this goes back to like, why do we even give gifts in the first place? Like, what is the meaning of a gift? And it's, 
to show your love for someone or to re reaffirm your connection to someone, um, to show your feelings. And I feel like we've just gotten so far away from that. So far away. Yeah. I mean, and but it's like it gift giving and gift getting is a legitimate love language. So like, Oh, it for is some people buying and receiving gifts is the pinnacle of love. And that's a year round thing. And that, you know, that's kind of a separate, a separate thing. There is nothing wrong with gift giving and getting, but for some no. reason, Christmas in particular has gotten so out of it. I mean, I think even gift people get overwhelmed at Christmas and are like, Oh my God, like, I don't even need all this. I don't even want all this. Like this isn't really a gift. It's an obligation. I mean, I, I am not naming names and I hope that the friend I'm about to describe does not listen to this episode because it's in no way meant to be a judgment, but it's one of these things where she sends me this picture of herself on Christmas morning. She's uh, at this time, probably a 37, 38 year old woman. And she is, I counted the presents and there was about, I don't know, 22 presents and some of them were very large. And it was such a huge and enormous pile of presents that you could not see almost like her head was sticking out above the top of of the gifts and I just remember thinking like oh my gosh it's insane it's insane and you know her husband gave her her husband gave her multiple presents her husband's family were big gift givers so they gave her tons of presents and like her own family had given her presents it was just so she had like 22 gifts and I I was just, I was gobsmacked, truly, truly. And she looked so happy and I was very happy for her, but I was like, I, I almost don't have words now for like, well, where do you even put all that stuff when you're done? Like that all has to go somewhere in your house. Like, um, but I, so, and look, to your point, there is something, uh, it is a very real love language. And I think for that family, gift giving is a huge love language. Um, but it gets to a point of, of excess that almost borderlines on, um, like insanity, total insanity. And in fact, she told me that she really wants to get away from the gift giving. She was like, secretly, she told me on the side, she's like, secretly, I wish, you know, we would do fewer gifts. Um, and so maybe the idea for a family like that, where gift giving is super important and a strong love language is to do a secret Santa or to do a white elephant or to, to, to just say, we're only going to give, you know, one gift or to the fat, give a family gift. Um, and honestly, I actually think that when you, when you, when the scope is smaller, you get more creative and more thoughtful. Yeah, I think there are a lot of alternatives to saying, hey, we're not going to do gifts, or we only do gifts for kids, or we only do experiences for kids, or we only do Santa. Like, Yes, that's, that, that's how our family yeah. has done it. Right. But and we look, we even tried, because we thought, oh, maybe we're being too scroogey. So then we decided to do stockings, just stockings for each other. Mm -hmm. But then that got out of control and stressful. And we were like, nope, not even, not even doing stockings. Uh, you know, but again, it's like your planetarian journey is your own. Yeah. Like your Christmas, your, your Hanukkah, your Kwanzaa, your gift giving birthdays, doesn't matter any holiday where there's gift giving. It's up to you 
what it what it should look like for you and for your family. Uh, I only share our right. experience because it was so profoundly life altering in the best possible sense. Um, but it's going to look different for everyone. For some people, that might be what they're what they would like, but their family is not on board. So some sort of compromise has to happen. Like you said, like a secret Santa where everybody buys one present for one person and everybody receives one present or a Yankee swap where you swap presents. Although those end up always being not that great of presents I've found. I have a friend who everybody, there's no children in the family anymore and everybody just takes whatever money that they would have spent on Christmas, whatever it would have been. They put it in a jar. It's like anonymous. And then they use it to fund whatever family vacation they can afford with whatever people put in the jar. Ooh, I love that idea. Cool, right? I mean, I, and I said, so to, going back going back to my friend behind the pile of presents whose family loves gift giving and who wishes that they could do something different. She was like, I just can't get my husband on board. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what if you took all that money that you were going to spend on presents, which I would think would be a thousand dollars or whatever, 800, $1,200. And what if instead of that, you went on vacation together for like a week or a long weekend. And instead of your parents, his parents giving you tons of gifts, you say, could you watch our daughter for the weekend Mm -hmm. so that we can go away? Like, to me now, and this is just me, but like, I would so much rather have like a long weekend away and childcare and to go relax and have fun together and create memories together than open, you know, a cashmere turtleneck and a pair of earrings. That's what I did for you last year. I watched Dasha Nova so that you could go out for drinks with Andy. And we had so yes. much fun. I brought Christmas like crafts we wrote letters to santa like it was a blast it was not like i'm doing this for maggie it was like it was fun and you loved having a night off so you created memories with my kids and in fact those santa lists that you created were so beautiful that we've kept them in our in their baby boxes um and andy and i went out and had drinks and appetizers and a truly relaxing truly fun experience just the two of us for just three or four hours and it's so much more memorable to me mm-hmm. than if you would give and again I, I guess I keep like beating on this drum and well, it's so important to you you know this drum beat may not work for everyone but I guess I'm just trying to highlight how much these gifts of time and gifts of experiences feel to me at least so much more precious and meaningful than a physical object. And again, I love giving gifts and I will buy people gifts. I am that person when I see something, I think so-and-so would absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. Or like, they don't even know that they need this, but they need it. Like I will buy somebody that gift in the moment, but it's like when that pressure is on to do that for 14 people and colleagues and teacher, you know, teachers and uh, you know, all the people in the neighborhood, like whatever it's, it's, it just becomes overwhelming. And I think it, you lose the potency of that, the magic of a gift. If you have to spread it out in a very short period of time over an enormous number of people. I am the one in my family who has been begging and begging and begging for secret Santa for Christmas instead of 
everyone gets a present. But my family is so not on board. So I totally get families. If you're listening to this and you're like, my family would never. Well, that's my family. They will never. I've been asking and asking and asking. I think maybe one day we'll limit a little bit more. But like every year I suggest it, they're always like, well, you can choose to buy no one gifts, but we're still going to get you gifts. And I'm like, like, I don't want it to be like, I'm the one that just sits there on my pile of presents and refuses to participate. Like, you know, that's, that doesn't feel good either. Maybe it's an easing into it. Like, what if you said this year, I'm going to give each of you a gift of my time or a gift of an experience? Like, that just try it for one year well and i think and say so like your your parents could say like we'll take the kids for an overnight so that you can go do whatever or like yeah or you could say mom i want to take you out for a nice lunch or like giving people and you could it's almost like the the coupon concept yeah but the thing is with the with with the gift of the experience or the coupon or the offer I find that you've got to schedule it yeah. like on Christmas day. It's not like yeah. that it doesn't just get lost in time and space. We, we, we book it and you may have to, to move it for whatever reason, but it's like, it's on the calendar. And so we look, I, I've waxed poetic. This is something that I feel really passionately about. Um, I have grown to feel passionately about, but the other thing is, if you're going to buy gifts, let's talk about where you get those gifts from. So my first favorite subject is how giftless Christmas has completely changed our holidays for the better. But my second favorite topic is secondhand gifts where possible. Um, sourcing things from, especially for younger kids, um, sourcing things from Facebook Marketplace or... Um, eBay or I guess like, I don't know if Poshmark or Mercari sells toys or gifts, but certainly from, I got gifts from thrift stores and from Facebook marketplace. But toys are not the only, toys are not the only gift. You could buy used books for kids. There's a lot of places where you can get used books. There's a lot of places where you can get secondhand clothes. There's a lot of places where you can get things people need secondhand you know toys are not yeah. toys are not the only thing that you can give a child for christmas um yes but yeah i mean do what your family can do push back for 10 years like me <laughs> but the other thing is yeah you you can have your values and you can live according to them and you also cannot control your family's holidays christmas no. Monica, whatever it is no. so like no but you can you can control yourself yes but you cannot like you can control buy you a thousand presents you cannot get everyone to stop buying you presents i cannot get my family to stop buying my children presents i have tried i have asked i set boundaries and then at the end of the day you have to let it go you know i it's very hard to to do the planetarian life style if you get upset when other people just can't get on board Oh no, 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 no. You can't live that way. You just, you can, or your you head can would explain just explode why day. it's yeah. important to you. But if your family refuses to get on board, that you can just be grateful that they love your children and want to buy them presents. Yep. Again, it's just about trying to shift a perspective. Yep. 
or shift behavior slightly. Like it's not like you have to overhaul your whole holiday experience. Um, but again, like a small change in mindset. Like the other day I was at a, a big store and I saw this really cute countdown to Christmas thing. And I was like, that I would love to get the kids. I'm done with, I'm done with advent calendars every year. The stuff comes out of those and it's just, it's again, it's like, it's, it's clutter. Like my, I, they had a, somebody gave them, a, my son, a Lego advent calendar. It's like a million tiny pieces of plastic, you know? So I was like, let's do the countdown to Christmas. You change it every day. And I almost bought it at the big store. It was very cute. And I thought, you know what? Let me go on Etsy and buy it from a small business. And so I went on Etsy and bought it from, from a woman who makes them and sells them herself. So it, oh, yeah. it could even be a big shift for you to, to go from just buying things on Amazon or going to Costco and buying presents or TJ Maxx or Marshalls to saying, what can I source from small businesses locally in my community or online on Etsy? Um, how can I support women-owned businesses or BIPOC, BIPOC businesses? These are th Even that in and of itself would be like a huge shift. Yes. Like if you're going to spend all this money, at least support people, not big corporations. Yes. At least try. There's so many ways to shift your perspective yes. during the holidays. We did, we did giftless Christmas. It works for us. We've never had better holidays. But just there's, as we've talked about in this episode, like there's just so many ways that you can change, that you can gently encourage your family to change, to have more mindful, less consumer-driven, more planetarian holidays that are not creating waste and, and clutter and allows you to really focus on what you want, which is like the time together. That's, that's the best part. That's the best part. Yeah. So as before you, before you get too into your holiday shopping, maybe just take some time to like talk with your family, talk with your partner, talk with your kids about the holidays and, and design it in a way that feels exciting to you, but maybe feels like you're doing something a little differently this year. You get to choose That's the your challenge. traditions. You get to choose the experience that everybody yes. has. You get to choose if things aren't working for you, even if that's how your family has always done it. Yeah, you do. Just choose. I think that's the, that's always the planetarian mindset. It's yeah. like you're making a conscious choice. Don't let everything just happen You're making a mindful you. choice. Choose. Exactly. Exactly. But most of all, just enjoy it. I mean, that's what we're all about also is like living into these moments, loving these moments and not feeling like you're giving anything up. Truly giftless Christmas was no sacrifice for our family. We, we, if, if it was a sacrifice, we wouldn't be doing it, mm -hmm. but we just all feel so liberated by it and just giddy with how, how much freedom we have in November and December now that that's what works for us. And it's, it's, it's not a sacrifice. Um, yeah. Plus I'm like a grown up now. And if I need something or if I want something, I just get it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'd love to hear. And if you, ha if you, if you do something or make some changes, we'd love to, we'd love to hear about it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
Don't forget to subscribe. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you'd rate the podcast and leave a review. Also, take a minute to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Planetarian Life. Head to planetarianlife.com for more recipes, inspiration, and to become a planetarian. See you next week.